What up, survivors? Welcome to T180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. And I am a very stuffy dumbass. <laughs> you know, you don't really sound that bad like you think you do. I hope I don't sound bad, but to me, I feel like I sound nasally and monotone because I can't do my high-pitched stuff. <laughs> so I sound not excited. That's why. Continuing with So Icy Escapades. Icy. Every month involves an icy, snowy setting. If you want to see the complete list, you can visit any of our socials linked down below. Today we are discussing 1997's Jack Frost, the original So Icy Boy. So Icy! The main one who should be mad at Gucci and Jeezy for trying to steal the snowman aesthetic. You remember that whole beef? Well, not even do you remember, because it's still going on. I do remember. Vaguely. Vaguely. Let me, really quick, let me just take you back. Girl, this beef, do you remember that song? All the girls invited. Yep. Ooh, you know they like it. I'm so so icy. Yeah. Girl. Girl. Back in 2005. Ooh. They get, I know, right? They got into it over whose song it was. That's where this all started. Huh? Yeah. Because both mm-hmm. of them was on the song. So they got into an argument. Just like Brandy and Monica, the boy is mine. Like, whose song is it? That is ridiculous. I just remember Gucci. I don't remember nothing about Jeezy. Well, see, because the thing was, Gucci went on to diss Jeezy, just saying a whole bunch of wild stuff, calling him fraud. Then this led to that home invasion that happened. Like I remember that Gucci, yeah, and then Gucci shot, yeah, and killed. Mm-hmm. This led to that. Then fast forward after the jail time, Gucci dissed Jeezy again. You know how they both got the snowman, just like I said. Like y'all see the title, they was arguing over that. Fun. <laughs> So this just literally kept going until the verses last year. And even then, it was still like you could, I don't know if you watched it, but I remember because we were at practice, but we weren't having like a practice practice. It was one of those where I think, I don't know if we was turning in uniforms, passing them out. I don't know what we was doing, but I had my phone and I remember I was watching because I was ready for Gucci to drop some of my hits. I just have to say I was Team Gucci that night. Sorry, but... <laughs> oh, I'm always Team Gucci. Especially in this area because they wasn't remaking any Jeezy songs into Go-Go covers. Mm-mm, not Go-Go. <laughs> like, my DC people know that uh, Gucci Man Lemonade song got turned into a Hell Go-Go yeah. joint. Hell yeah. No, I remember we was at a party. Once again, this happens a lot. Me and John know you'll be out. And in, okay, so where I'm from in the Midwest, they'll do a house music thing. Sometimes you'll get a twerk set. It just depends. But out here, they are going to be quick to throw that go-go out. And as soon as that happens, I just be standing there because I don't, like, I know some of the songs. I know that It's My Fatty song. And the little Waffle House, the scenario song, I know, that, but that's Not it. The Waffle House. The Waffle House song. <laughs> Overnight scenario. What is this? I said the scenario song. That's all I know. Oh my gosh. I feel like, oh, it's that the um, 8,000 miles, ain't that one too? 
No, I made that up. Okay, never mind. Maybe it's a cover. I don't fucking know. See, I don't know. They do a lot of covers. See, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like I heard a thousand miles. And see, the problem growing up here is that a lot of their covers, I was thinking that they was original go-go songs. So then years later, when I hear them, I'm like, oh, this is a real fucking song. So when you heard, um, is the song actually called T-Shirt? I think so. So when you heard T-Shirt, did you think that was a go-go cover? Or did you know that wasn't? I thought that was a go-go song. T-Shirt um uh i got your man and you can't do anything about it i thought that that was a go-go song um there's a tupac song that they covered and literally just last year i was riding in the car and apple has like these playlists that they curate based off of what you listen to and so i'm listening to one of these playlists that apple didn't curate for me and they get to like part of the chorus and it's tupac and i'm like oh shit this is a real song girl <laughs> Growing up here, I really was thinking a lot of stuff was real, and then, like, like these go-go bands came up with it and they did that. I mean, how on brand is this conversation? Because the movie we're talking about today often gets mistaken for another movie. Even before we started recording today, you told me yourself you was about to watch. The I was about to watch version. the 1998 version. Well, guess what? I mean, we not there yet, but put a tab on that because I got a story about that. Like, I was really about to watch it. I was like, oh, okay, Jack Frost. And I'm like, wait a minute. This don't look like a scary movie. Or not necessarily scary, but this don't look right, like, like a horror movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, because that's the dude with the face from uh, Die Hard. Who? All right, next movie. Oh, okay, now that, that, that cover looks right. Okay. Wait, from Michael Keaton is in Die Hard? I did not know that. Oh, was he not in Die Hard? Who was in Die Hard? That's Bruce Willis, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold up. Because I was really about to be like, wait. Whoa. Everything's just topsy-turvy. Just getting everything mixed up today. I was genuinely like, oh, you know what? Okay. Let's just give our little brains a break. And let's get into Park Recommendations. So uh, this movie, it took me a second to kind of figure out what could I compare this to? Because here's the thing. When you encounter this movie, either this is something you saw when it first came out or you might have been like me, seen it way too young. Or you're one of those people, again, like me, who can watch something and be like, oh, Obviously, I'm not supposed to take this seriously. It's a fucking killer snowman. Like, there's nothing to be serious here. So it did take me a second to figure out what to put with this. So what I came up with, (laughs) and I feel like this is pretty fitting for this season, the Ginger Dead Man from 2005. It's a killer gingerbread man. Weren't we just talking about killer gingerbread people last week? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm like, these are like, I mean, they could all be in the same family. So it would be the ginger dead man, the little gingerbread kids, people, I don't know, from Krampus, and then Gingy from Shrek. You know, Shrek is kind of like a horror movie. Mm -hmm. I bet like Gingy, like, okay, if Gingy is like in the middle, the ginger dead man would be the daddy set, and then the little gingerbread boys from Krampus would be the mama set. You know how people be like, which set is more ghetto? Your daddy set or your mama set? You know, 
I don't even think I have a ghetto family side. My family just bougie. Period. That's a hard question for me too because I feel the same way about both of them. I'm like, all of this shit is ghetto. I said what I said. I call, you know how I say bougetto, like bougie and ghetto. Mm -hmm. That's my sisters, like every single one of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I'm more so like bougetto, but like my family, my mama's side, bougie. To wrap this section out, my last movie is called Thanks Killing. It came out in 2007. It's about Not a killer Thanks turkey. Killing. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. You know what? I'm going to say that next year. Happy Thanks Killing. And then you're like, Johnny Wet. I'm like, think about it. Oh, wow. Hey. I didn't even. Wow. That was kind of dark. All right. Survivors. If you have any park recommendations that would fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter. Okay, so earlier we was talking about this movie, getting mixed up with the other one. We've gotten past that, okay? I was about seven when this movie came out, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I was, it don't matter. When this happened, when I seen the movie for the first time, I was seven. Now, just like we've been doing this whole episode, mixing things up, I don't know who, but when I just recalled the story on my family FaceTime, my sister was like, I do kind of remember you being afraid of a snowman. And I was like, yeah, I don't know who did it, but I remember I was going to bed and I think one of y'all mofos put on the wrong movie. And instead of putting on the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, they put on this one. Oh, hell no. A seven-year-old AJ, life was in shambles. (laughs) And because here's the thing, my papa had a rocking chair, like, um, let me say a little spoiler alert right here. My papa had a little rocking chair like uh sally's and so and it was in the corner it was in the corner just like her so all the time i was just thinking like the damn snowman was just gonna pop up and come get me and muff me with his muffin hands not muffin hands girl we gonna talk about (laughs) them damn oven mitts they really look like oven mitts from the dollar store i was like Oh, Jesus. What is this? Is this your first watch of this movie? No. I have What? Eight, no, it's not my first watch. I really don't remember my first watch. I just remember it being on TV because this was a movie that came on one of those mm-hmm. channels. Don't know which channel, but it came on something. Right. And I just remember Shannon Elizabeth. And I remember hating the snowman's voice. Because I was like, why do you sound like that? <laughs> But I think I want to say I was like either in middle school or high school when I saw mm-hmm. it for the first time. But yeah, it's not my first rodeo. I and a few other survivors, mainly our patrons, were very curious as to what you thought about this movie. Because um, as some of y'all know, the patrons, they get to see the park guide before anybody else sees it. So when they saw Jack Frost on the lineup and another movie that we're going to cover later, they are very <laughs> curious. <laughs> and now here it is. But before we do that, I got some facts to knock out for y'all. This one is directed by Michael Cooney. Um, side note, he only directed this because they couldn't afford a director. Yeah. But also on top of that, the male voice in the very beginning of the intro, that's him. They didn't have nobody else to do it. So it's like, right. 
Mm-hmm. Written by Michael Cooney and Jeremy Page. Also produced by Jeremy Page and Vicki Slotnick. Music by Chris Anderson and Carl Schertz. There is no record of a budget online anywhere for this damn movie. I have searched literally for the last two weeks and asked me why it was that long. But <laughs> there is no budget record. But what I was able to find out was... Michael Cooney had stated that the production cost for this movie was about the same as a catering budget for his other movies. So um, I think in 2003, he did this movie called Identity. It's a really good thriller. I haven't seen it, but they just recently did it on Clubhouse. They said it was good. I ain't watch it. I was just there for support with it on mute. No shade, but I just didn't want no spoilers, but I had to support my friends. Anyway, point is, so the catering cost for identity was like 30000 or $40,000. So that might have been like the budget for this movie. So okay. there's the mystery solved. So that's what we get. That's what we're working with. Remember earlier, I mentioned Michael being the director by default? Yeah. I don't know if you know who this is, but this movie originally was supposed to have a $30 million budget. And the director was going to be Rennie Harlan. Now, if you guys, Janae, or you guys at home, if you don't know who Rennie Harlan is, if you're familiar with A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, that was his directorial debut, but he's also done Die Hard 2, which we just kind of talked about a little right. bit earlier, and um, Cliffhanger. So I wonder if you're familiar with Rennie Harlan, I wonder what this movie would have looked like, especially with a $30 million budget. I feel like the, the graphics would be better. The costumes for the freaking snowman would be better. The kills would be better. Yeah. They like they literally had to work with what they had. And girl, when I say we gonna talk about it, we They wouldn't have used other mix. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go into the main cast, one last thing. While auditioning for the role of Jack Frost, one of the hopefuls pulled a knife during their audition. Nope. Baby, I would have shut it down. I would have been like, okay, yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> it's like gourd like no uh uh we're not doing that our main cast includes scott mcdonald as jack frost christopher allport as sam tiller who ironically was killed in the avalanche rest in peace to him right eileen seeley as ann tiller zach ingenton as ryan tiller stephen mendale as agent manners shannon elizabeth as jill metzner jack Lyndon as Jake Metzner, Kelly Jean Peters as Sally Metzner, Rob LaBelle as Agent Stone, and F. William Parker as Paul Davro. This movie, it kind of shows that it was shot in 18 days. And you know what? I can't say that because the Blair Witch was shot in 18 days, I believe. But also they weren't working with a plush snowman either. So I guess, you know. So now back to this fake snow. Let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> so you know how we talked about Krampus, how like 95% of the movie was CGI. Mm-hmm. They was definitely using diaper filling for the yep. snow. In this movie, they taped it in California. Well, was it California? Yeah, I think they taped it in California in January, but it was like super, super dry. First of all, if you wanted some snow, baby, why you ain't go to the Midwest? Yeah. Canada. You know, like, everybody going to Canada to shoot stuff. Right. And then, because the setting, this is supposed to be like a small town in Ohio. Why you just ain't go there? 
Because they don't think. Exactly. So since they didn't, they were using different things like foam, like actual like foam, shaving cream, cotton swabs, even like on some of the snowman or snow figures, you can, you know how like, not for your ear, but when you use a Q-tip or when you got a cotton ball and it kind of like snags a little yeah. bit, you can see that like hanging off the snowman. Some of the icicles in the movie looks like the craft felt that you get from like Michael's Hobby Lobby. I was like, I know you are fucking shitting me. <laughs> they uh, said they ain't gonna notice. I noticed. <laughs> nah, we noticed, child. Well, uh, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get in line. I got a little game for you. I am ready. <laughs> I right. go. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the sign. Your time is here. So this game, it, it tickles me. And I know that some of the survivors out there, y'all going to be tickled too. So you can play this game as the episode comes out. And we can all find out which part of the snowman matches our personality. So you guys are probably thinking like, when you say part of a snowman, what do you mean? Well, my friends, I took the quiz and the end results are going to be hilarious, hopefully. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it tells you in the description, we're basically going to find out if we're a top, a bottom or a middle. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. Pick a job, actor, singer or model. Me, I'm going to be a singer because I can be a dancer as well if I'm a singer. I'm going to go with model. I like taking pictures. Pick a snowman candy, snowman peeps. Hershey snowman, snowman gummies. I'm going to the gummies. Pick a season. Fall, summer, winter. I'm a summer girl. Fall. Pick what's most important to you. Family, friends, love. I have picked love because I'm like family, friends, love. That fall under the same bubble. Mm -mm. (laughs) I guess I'll pick love. Pick a hat to put on a snowman. The Santa hat, um, it's kind of like a beanie hat. It's a red beanie hat. It's pretty fitted. Or like the slouchy, trendy beanie hat. I'm going with the red Santa hat because you don't put no good hat on a damn snowman. Exactly. Pick a frozen food. Pizza, lasagna, ice cream sandwiches, tater tots, garlic bread, mini pancakes. Oh, I do like some garlic bread. I'm going to ice cream. No, no, Johnny, not going to. We're going to garlic bread. This one was hard for me. I like tater tots. Right. This <laughs> one was hard for me. And it came down to pizza, tater tots, and mini pancakes. So I'm going to go with mini pancakes. Pick a holiday. Halloween, Thanksgiving. We don't even need this. We're both picking Halloween. Right? Yes, we are both picking Halloween. Okay, so we didn't even have to yes. say it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a frozen drink, a watermelon slushy, frozen sangria, or a frozen lemonade. Man. I don't it, this like, one was hard. I don't even like frozen drinks for real, for real. Because the only reason why... It's because I have to take my time drinking it so I don't get brain freeze. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I finish it, I got a freaking headache. 
and I'm cold. <laughs> I like this was a hard one for me because all of these look so good. Like a frozen lemonade will get you fucked up in the right way if it's made right. A sangria, that's always a mood. The watermelon slushy is more like a summer vibe for me, but this one was hard. So my mood at the moment, I'm going to pick watermelon slushy. Yeah, I'm actually picking that too. Pick a game, ping pong, darts, or air hockey. This air one was hard hockey. for me. Yes, I was like, I want to pick air hockey, but I also like throwing darts too because I like throwing shots. So we're going to do that. Pick a white food. That's racist. White rice, powdered donuts, or mashed potatoes. The whole time the mashed potatoes in the picture look yellow. Right. I look, girl, I was like, mm. It's yeah, because of the butter. butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going with mashed potatoes. I too am going to indulge in the mashed potatoes. What are you? <laughs> what are your results? I'm a bottom. <laughs> I don't know why the hell when I took this quiz, that mess was so funny to me. And just like a Libra, I'm a middle. Aww. I can't never be a thing. It's never a top or a bottom. It's always somewhere in the bottom. middle. A power bottom, but I'm bottom. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. You're done. <laughs> ah, you are done. You're done. It is our time. Let's get into 1997's Jack Frost. One cold night, science and evil collide. Oh, yeah. Now, a serial killer is on the loose. We hadn't even tested the acid on an amoeba, let alone a human cell. This is a disaster. Look, I just saw something that doesn't belong in this world, and it's out there killing my friends. Now tell me what it is. Jack Frost. I think Jack's about to make an entrance. And he's giving cold-blooded a whole new meaning. Hey, Jack! What? Hell has just frozen over. Blow me. Jack Frost. This trailer is very standard. It's a narrated trailer. Basically, it it, it gives away 85% of the kills, maybe. Yeah. Um, 90% of the potential nudity. Only thing you don't get is like the rival revenge story. That's it. Yeah. Everything else, though, you get damn near all the one-liners in the movie. Yeah. Like, mm, it's one of those. It's like, I feel like they knew, like, I forgot to mention earlier that this was straight to video. 
Of like course. this didn't come out in the theater. So I think they knew like, yeah, let's just let's let's hand this up. Let's just it is what it is. That's all we can do. It, it, I mean, for what it was, the trailer was cute. <laughs> it gave away everything. But at this point, I'm kind of used to the fact that these trailers give away everything. Yes. And that's why I'd be wanting to talk about these trailers, because I'm like, I enjoy the ones that interest me but then when I watch the movie I'm just like wow I had no idea any of this was going to happen I had an idea what this was about but I wasn't prepared and most of the time I don't get that but and see my brother he was like I remember when the scream trailer came out I haven't seen it but when it came out he was like oh my god have you watched the scream trailer it looks like it's going to be good and I was like no and I had every intention on watching it but I just never went back to do it I don't want to see it. And everybody keeps trying to get me to watch it. They like, Ashley, nothing is going to be spoiled for you. I don't want to know. I don't want to see nothing. At this rate, the statistics show. Right. That your whole life going to be ruined. And y'all know me. I'm going to see something and I'm going to be like, dang, that looked like this is going to happen. And even if they are pulling the wool over my eyes, I don't want to think about it. Everyone should just take a, a, a page out of Jordan Peele's book and just make a confusing ass trailer. Yeah. That ain't got shit to do with shit. Right. Just show me some faces. Have some creepy ass music. Maybe, yeah, creepy music, one line, boom, cut it off, title card. Because that's really what the heck is that? Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> I remember me trying to figure out what the heck Get Out was about from the trailer. I'm like, do I want to watch this? And everyone's like, yes, watch it. But I'm like, the trailer didn't give me anything. That's what I need. I need mystique. Just make me wonder. Make me want to come over. Okay, let me quit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I do have a confession about this movie. Oh, girl. Um, Remember, I don't know if our listeners listened to our uh, episode with uh, the Carpenter Queens. But remember, I fell asleep. During this one? In uh. Halloween Town 2. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep on this movie like five times. I had to keep waking up every round of it. Oh. <laughs> I'm so serious. It's like, because here, like I said, like this movie is one of those. For me, I look forward to watching this around this time because it's just zaniness. But also, I'm watching this while I'm doing other things as well. See, no, I was just sitting on the couch watching it. Mm. Next, I made an hour. And next thing I know, I'm waking up and I'm like, dang, what happened? Rewind because it is, minutes. it's a lot, even though this movie pretty much takes place over the course of a day or two, it's still a lot. But it's nothing at the same time, if that makes sense. <laughs> like y'all just, we gonna get into it because that's the only way it's gonna make sense. This opening scene just sets the entire vibe for the movie. While browsing through a Christmas tree filled with ornaments and credits, a voiceover from Uncle Harry and his niece plays. It's Christmas Eve and Miss Mamas wants a story, a spooky happy story. So this man tells her the tale about Jack Frost, a serial killer, slicing through the Midwest. Um, getting a little messy with his evidence. I'll tell y'all about that later. Jack Frost is arrested and set to be executed tonight, like midnight tonight. Cut to the truck taking him to his maker. The state execution transfer vehicle crosses into the quiet town of Snowmonton with Jack in the back. 
his murder spree left a trail of 38 bodies across five states before finally being arrested by Sheriff Sam Tiller of said city. As previously mentioned, Frost is scheduled to be executed at midnight, but due to some messed up weather, another truck holding genetic material collides with the prison truck. This allows Jack to get free after he already begun freeing himself once he killed the guard tasked with sitting with him in the back. Once out of the truck, acid from the other truck breaks out of the tube, just splashing all over Jack, melting his skin and skeleton and just eventually into nothing. Shortly after his death, Jack's remains are fused with the snow. Okay. All right. First of all, <laughs> rewind. That is a very terrible story to tell a child. Listen. And then the little girl don't even sound like a real little girl. It sounds like a whole voice actor from Nickelodeon. It sounds like me. No, don't do the voice. Don't do Tara Strong and EJ Daly like that because they did not. Cree Summers, she is so sorry. Don't do them like that. They actually sound like his. But this lady, I'm not being funny and trying to shade it myself, but I feel like I could tell more convincing than her. Right. <laughs> like, what was this? You could, nobody had a niece that y'all could have borrowed. Nobody had a small child that we could have just had a regular conversation with. And you ain't even had to be like you didn't have telling to tell her right. the story. You could have just, just been having her repeat after you, yeah. like they did in Monsters Incorporated with a little girl that played Boo. They just had her in a room playing with toys and was just recording her doing stuff. Like you could have did that. But one line that gets me when he's telling the story, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack gouge eyes with candlesticks. Um, Uncle Harry, I don't think you're going to be coming over no more. <laughs> Not at all. Then I just want to know, how come the police truck only had one windshield wiper? It had all the snow, but then the genetics truck's whole windshield was clear. But I was trying to figure out why was both of them sitting like that? Okay, so Johnny and I, we, we can see each other, right? And it's clearly two windows. So if we're sitting in a truck, obviously one of us would be in the driver's side one of us would be in the passenger both of these fools was in the same window like on top of each other looking out the window it's not like it's a little toy car like it's a police truck it, so why that be hauling the prisoners exactly i'm confused but also it was jack pulling a sweeney todd for me spoiler alert for sweeney todd him putting the human parts in the pies i was like oh hmm well, damn. <laughs> like, what what led you to do that? That's that's the story I want to know. Like, can we go see his murder spree? I mean, I know it's too late now for the I actual know, actor, be a, but a nice uh, true crime episode. Mm-hmm. The true crime murders of Jack Frost. They should mm-hmm. do that for like it should be a series. Okay, copyright D one eighty. We could do it like a series. Like we can make up a backstory for these killers in these movies. Um. Jack, the editing of this whole scene, like when we go back to him and the truck is about to crash and they're like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, you know how in Carrie, when Chris and Billy get into the car accident and the camera is just spinning around, they did the same thing here. But for some reason. I was like, this is just some zany shit. See, in the 70s, I was like, I'll allow it. I'll allow it because we didn't have it. But here in the 90s. I was just like, um, 
I just feel like it was something better we could do. Because even like the sound and just everything about this, even when the acid splashed on him, you could tell that he was actually like laying down and they just poured the water on top of him. But it kind of looks cool, though. I'm not going to stunt when the water was splashing on him and stuff. But yeah, his death, his death reminded me of something and I couldn't figure out what it was. There's a movie where somebody melts and then just automatically turned to a skeleton. And I, I, I don't remember the name of the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. And I cannot remember what it is, but that's what it reminded me of every time we kept going back. Now, those effects look good until we got to the snow and they just did like the dissolve. That was weird. But yeah. but oh, no, 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 no. The animated Adams. Like when they zoomed into his DNA and it just like went to like Cartoon Network, it looked like George Jetson, you know, like the little stars. Yeah, that, yeah that's what it looked like. I was like, what the hell is that? But and then I'm also mad that the driver just kind of like stood there. Like he just was like his whole face. I was like, nigga, I would have ran. Right. <laughs> I would not stand there and watch somebody milk to death. Like that's Mm-mm. so weird. Mm-mm. I would let somebody, I mean, I know I'm the cops, but I would let some other cops in a different department. I'm just the driver. <laughs> I'm not this not this not my ministry I'm not doing this the sheriff Sam Tiller is still haunted by his memories of Jack Frost despite news reports of Jack's demise Sam cannot forget Jack's threats of vengeance the next morning Sam's son Ryan makes him special oats to eat before work but his wife Anne silently tells him not to eat them with no intentions on actually eating the concoction sam heads off to work before he gets there he stops through town where the snowman competition is preparing to take place finally at work he nearly throws the ziploc bag of mush away but feels bad and returns it to the car the sheriff's fears soon come true once marla his assistant tells him old man harper was found murdered having his neck snapped while sitting in his rocking chair soon afterwards a local bully named billy is also decapitated and according to the sheriff's son ryan the snowman caused the deaths but it's a little bit hard to believe so this is where we kind of get the whole child's play aspect and i could even recommend it that in park recommendations but i wasn't gonna do it like that because you have a serial killer that gets killed that transfers its soul into an unlikely killer, basically. Like you had the doll and now you got a snowman. Now you got a kid saying, this nigga did it. And everybody's like, no nigga, you sound crazy. There you go. Those are your connections. I just want to know what type of oats was it? That was a bunch of slot with marshmallows on top. It looked like, have you ever made oatmeal that did not have enough water? No. But you added like, it looked like he added a whole lot of shit in there because it was brown. It was brown. Like, I thought I like that he sp- was trying to make some sweet potatoes or whatever. Because it was, potatoes. listen, we just came off of like, just came out of the holiday Thanksgiving season. And I don't know about you. I know you don't like Thanksgiving food, but the candy yams my mom calls it sweet potato souffle mm-hmm. they're brown but then she puts marshmallows on top so i'm right. thinking he in the pot i'm like is he making sweet potatoes Not that's the only thing baby that's the only thing i could think of that have marshmallows on it but then when he 
he slopped into the bag. I was it just like, like it stuck to the spoon. Like he had to use his hand to wipe it. It was, it was very to take thick. It off. And I'm like, what the fudge is that? I was like, that I mm, mm, very mm, thick. Mm. We're gonna come back to them special oats. Um, okay. when Sam goes into the town and we basically meet all the town people, we meet the Metzner family that's uh Jack, Sally, Jill, and Billy. Then we meet uh, Tommy Davro and his dad, Paul Davro. One thing that pissed me off in this movie, one of them, and I think it's Jack, the Metzner family, he has a snowman that's like under wraps. We never see this damn snowman. And I just knew, I'm thinking like, since it's under wraps, it's going to be like something that happens later on in the movie is going to come back. No, we never see it. I want to know what it was. But then also... How the fuck is y'all snowman just sitting up like that? Because mind you, this isn't the competition. They're getting ready for the competition the next day. The snowmen are just already built and are just hanging out there. Mm. So how you got your snowman under wraps? What is it sitting on? It's going to melt under there. It depends. Where are they in the country? They're supposed to be in Ohio. But see, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to melt. But here's the thing. So when you look at the scene, I know it's a movie, y'all. So don't be like, you're being too critical. Y'all know we talking shit. When you watch the movie, the immediate background will be like dressed in snow. But when you like do like a far view and you look at the rest, it'd be green as hell. You'd be like, oh damn. Gosh. Yeah, no, you could tell like it looked like, you know how in Maryland and Indiana too, it'll snow in the morning. And then by one o'clock, it's like melted and mm-hmm. gone. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Damn. so i'm like um them little snowmen they would have been uh up out of here tommy grabbing the snow boots the snow woman uh, i'm like man is this what y'all do is this the first thing y'all think to do when y'all was teens y'all can let me know we ain't gonna jump you we just want to know i don't know because there's a lot of uh guys that i know only think about sex mm, so I that's what i'm like so like it makes more sense i've seen like snow dicks before definitely seen snow boobs before yeah y'all be wild in these streets another part that kind of had me chuckling a little bit is when he walked into work and marla just holds up that sign somebody died (laughs) that sounds like some shit i would do (laughs) yeah no for real (laughs) <laughs> I'm bothered and just um, no, like this is all you need to know. Let me get back to my shit, okay? Let me go back to uh, blow drying my hair. Mm-hmm. Old man Harper, when he was like, when they found his body and he's just like rocking back and forth, it killed me when the officer was like, "Will you stop?" And the whole time you found out that the dude was rocking the chair and he wasn't rocking at all. That's actually creepy, right? Like, why are you? <laughs> He's supposed to be investigating the scene, not contaminating. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Before we breeze through this scene, but let's get into this scene with Ryan and the bullies, right? Beforehand, his mom comes home and this little boy, once again, is in the kitchen making these gingerbread cookies with this white stuff on the top. Was that coconut? What was that? Where did he get that from? 
it looked more, it was more than vanilla icing. It had shavings on it. And he was like, I made these special cookies. I'm going to need you to stop making special stuff, baby. I need him to stop making shit, period. Especially after what we found out later. But also, here's the thing. If dad is at work and mom just walked in, he was by himself making them damn cookies. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all, wasn't it? Y'all got too much faith in him, <laughs> like way too much faith in this kid to be. Op- I mean, I was operating stuff by myself at like eight, nine. No, not me. Ooh, but it, yeah, it depends. Like it was certain stuff I couldn't touch if they weren't in the house. Certain things I could, certain stuff I couldn't. But I'm just, excuse me. I'm just like, no, not this little boy. He can't be doing all that. But I say that to say, the mom pulls up. She sees the snowman. The snowman wasn't there when she left. So she goes in. Ryan, I see you built the snowman outside. He's like, I ain't built that. And he, <laughs> this girl going to go, well, I got you some snowman supplies so you can finish it. What are you talking about? You didn't know he made that. That You just seen it. Right. Now, later, we seen her making a soup. So obviously, she bought the ingredients for a soup and probably just had a leftover care. And it was like, I need your little ass out this kitchen because you're making a mess in my kitchen. Yeah. Go do this. So that I makes feel like sense she sacrificed there. some of her soup materials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when he goes out, it just kills me because he really had a reference sheet for how to make this snowman. Like he put that little snowman on his hand. He was looking at the face like, all right, the eye goes right here. And the mouth goes right here. Cool, cool. You know, it's it's kind of funny because the stuff already had the indentations in the right. Like I was like, um, (laughs) we could have shot this different. Like we could have shot it from the back of the snowman's head and then just came around front once the face was finished. Because I'm like, clearly, (laughs) we know that y'all already made them indentations, so the baby knew where to put the stuff. Mm -hmm. And even then, because you know, later on in the movie. He's missing parts of his face and he's just walking out looking like a little hollow man. So I'm just like, oh, wow, not this. First of all, not them having a felt puppet. Is that what it was? Was them eyeballs and stuff Velcro and they just ripped it off? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, okay, now these bullies come, right? I mentioned this little boy named Billy. So Billy is the Metzner's little son. He comes. Here's the thing. How the hell are you going to bully somebody in front of their house? And Ryan even said that he was like, this is my dad's yard. Because apparently, I guess his dad, like the way their yard is, I guess the black ice sits perfectly in their yard. So Billy and them, they trying to like sled and they're like, all right, Ryan, you and your snowman, y'all need to move. Billy takes his sled, knocks the snowman's head off. Jack Frost don't like that. He don't play like that. So Jack Frost just threw a molly wop knocked Billy down there was a little kid that just decided to start sledding and I'm like okay well if you started sledding y'all didn't need him to move because you did it anyway so why did you start sledding but when the kid starts sledding he runs over Billy's head and cuts it off so this leads me to my other thing because I got a few points here okay why are we mad at Ryan that's what I, well, I didn't understand <laughs> either like that didn't make any sense like what what did Ryan do? Even if he did, even if he did push him, he didn't run over his head. Exactly. So I feel like we should be looking at the other kid. Also, it took me out after he got decapitated. 
when they show the snow with the blood on it and the dude just tries to like cover it with some clean snow but then somebody is like carrying billy's head in a bag and it's like a pool of blood just like at the bottom of the ziploc bag i'm like what is up with y'all in ziploc bags in this movie it's a small town they ain't got shit else (laughs) they all get it from the same store as we see last thing this side comments you know i love side comments the metzners are fussing at sam talking about your son did this he pushed ryan and sam is like um there couldn't have been a fight billy is two feet taller than ryan and somebody in the back is like not anymore he's not It's like, right. It's like this movie, some of the lines are funny as hell, but a lot of them, I'm just like, ooh, we probably, I think Freddie and Chucky need to give you a lesson in one liners, honey. Like, you can be on the list, but you ain't top five. Mm -mm. While Anne is cooking dinner, Sam is looking at old threat letters from Jack. Sometime later, Paul Davro stops by to give them some personal deals at his little shop before stopping by the Metzners. Speaking of, Jack Frost decides to pay a visit to the Metzner family, and too bad he just missed Jill, who left her parents to see Tommy. Probably for the better, Dad is aggressively grieving and taking it out on everybody. And once she leaves, Jack Frost arrives and kills her parents. Hearing about the murders, Agent Manners, hearing about the murders, Agents Manners and Stone arrive in Snowminton, claiming to be from the FBI. The agents take over the case and instruct Sam to place a 24-hour lockdown on the town. While Sam is away, Agent Stone tells Agent Manners that Jack Frost has the ability to melt and reanimate whenever he wants. Before Sam is able to send his officers out to alert the town people, Paul Davro is outside causing chaos, just knocking snowmen, like he don't give a fuck. All them snowmen knows for that competition, knocking them down. He don't care. He had literally just witnessed the Metzner murders, walked in, trying to offer these people some deals, seen some shit he ain't want to see. But here's the thing. Nobody will believe him. And during his panic, Agent Manners just knocks him out. Poor thing. They have this man locked up. They like, you know what? He's hysterical. Lock him away so he can calm down. Proceeding to warn the townspeople, one of the officers, Chris Pullman, is also killed when Jack runs over him with his own police cruiser. Okay, so that's a lot. So let's just rewind it. I feel so bad for Sally, Billy and Jill's mom. She was trying to be such a ray of light and the husband was just being a dick. Like she was like- you don't want to put up decorations or something? I don't know what she said, but the husband was like, your son isn't cold for five hours and you want festivities? Well, I mean... I mean... Look, I'm, I mean, you still got to go on. You still got one other child. Right. Like, and I get it, but I'm just you like... one mm. other child. And... I mean... yeah i'm just because even earlier and we just like kind of glazed over it earlier when he was yelling at her like she was just trying to get him to calm down he's going off on her and i'm like why is she tolerating this like you do not have to deal with this at all 
then Jill, Jill's already on it because when she came through, she was like, God forsook this house years ago and walked out. I'm going to see Tommy. Okay. She been over her daddy shit. She right. don't care. So he goes out for a smoke, right? Now, here's the thing. This scene, and this is the one I remember from when I was little, because the shots of Jack Frost in their backyard are actually kind of creepy because for some reason, it's just like he's leaning like this. Like he just looking like, I wish you would. I wish you would say something to me because I'm going to show you some shit. You heard of the So Icy Voice? I'm the original. <laughs> and oh <my> God. <laughs> because okay but one thing that did upset me when jack frost starts talking i'm like nigga you hear it coming from the snowman so where are you going why are you walking behind him and around him like what what's going on and then when he finally realizes it's him and he's trying to get the axe out of like the tree stump and jack is like hyping him up he's like attaboy you could do it that's it go i'm like see this is how you know if a serial killer ever taunted me while I was trying to get a weapon to kill him, they could just kill me. I'm not a final girl no more because that's how I know they don't care. At all. <laughs> no, they don't. Then here's the one. I think both of their deaths. Okay, well, no, Jax, it's just like he just got an ax down the throat. Yeah. Which was super weird. I mean, he only asked you for a smoke. You couldn't just give him that. But anyway, when it came to the mom, Sally, the only thing that Fs it up is the snowman puppet. Because when he mushes her head down into the box of ornaments and you just see that oven mitt glove, you just like, mm, this was good until I saw that. But even then, it's a whole bunch of close-ups. But even then, stuff like that. the head, you could tell it was a doll mm-hmm. that was being smushed into the box. But, yeah, it was like, it was so much, the scale of the doll was way smaller than the actual human. And it just, like, it didn't move the way a human would move. But I mean, like, the after effects were pretty good. But also, I guess this was... Okay, here's my issue with this kill. So Sally says that she, when she was a little girl, she always wanted to be, like, an angel at the top of the tree. Yeah. And I guess that's what Jack was doing to her when he killed her because he put the star on her head. Yeah. So I guess she was... into the tree. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, he wasn't around to hear that. So he might have. Because remember, this was after the well, she said that at the town when the sheriff went into the town and we were introduced to all the town people and Jack was still being a dick to her. That's when she said it. So I'm like, we don't know where Jack was. So he could have. We don't know where he was. But I was like, but he ain't hear that. The police come in when they see her body and they're like, well, should we leave her up for 12 days? I'm like, what is wrong? I want, do police really be like this? Probably so. I honestly think they do. Cause I feel like something came out not too long ago with these police. They had their body cams on and their recording got leaked and somebody died and they said some foul stuff about, I can't remember if any of y'all remember y'all Back can let me know. Billy's older sister, Jill, and her boyfriend, Tommy Devereaux, sneak into the sheriff's home, planning to steal his wine and have sex as payback for her brother's death. But Jack kills Tommy by impaling him through the hill with an icicle and pretends to be bathwater to lure in Jill, solidifying around her and uses his carrot to uh, trigger warning or her to death. I just used the R words, so I don't want to say it. I'm going to stop right here because it was a lot going on. First of all, this was your idea of revenge? What did breaking in this man's house 
I guess leaving your juices somewhere and stealing his wine. What was that going to do? I think she low-key liked him. The sheriff? Yeah. Still, what was that going to do? Mm-hmm. Made sense to her. When they finally get in and they're trying to get like down to it and they're stripping off all those layers of clothes... They have layers and like, but that was hilarious to me. All those long johns, but only for her to get down to the bottom. I need some wine and the da 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 da. da. I'm like, girl, we just did all this shit. But Tommy, Tommy, you trifling as hell. He opened a freezer. They ain't had no ice. He gonna chip the ice off the side of the refrigerator and put it in a wine glass. That's nasty. That is nasty. That's disgusting. But I do like, okay, so one thing the movie does, and I don't know if people really pick up on it. When he opens it and he starts scraping the ice, there's a random carrot in there. Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder did people think like, well, that's Jack Frost and he's about to fuck him up. But It's not him because homie is outside. First of all, once again, when Tommy opened the door and Jack Frost punched him in the face and that oven mitt came through that door, I lost it. Well, it ain't fucking frosty. Girl. A lot of the line, the one line is throughout this scene. I just, I don't know. Well, it ain't fucking frosty took me out. World's most pissed off snow cone. I don't know how I felt about that because I was just like, See, if you had some color spilt on you, maybe that would have been funny. Like some red blood. I don't know. Something like that. But I have issues. So when Tommy dies, he shoots the ice blade out of his oven mitt. If you could do that this whole time, why you ain't been doing that? And later on in the movie, you kind of do it again, but you could have been on site with it. Because I just feel like if I got revenge with somebody and I could shoot I think he's icicles, more of a, a hands-on serial killer. And I mean, that's fine. Because I know most people, when they get to their target target, they want it to be up close and personal. But I'm just like... Some people just enjoy the kill. We could cut all of this. But also, you're right, because as we know, Charles Lee Ray, he just likes to kill for the fun of it. Like, he'll just walk past you and just shank you and keep walking. That's just what he likes. Also, um, Jill, baby, why did you blow dry your hair only to get in a tub of water and get it wet again? I don't think she was expecting to get in the tub. Was she? I don't know. I don't think she was. But even then, tie your hair up. I know how you white girlies do. Y'all do your little fun bun. This is true, but then they wouldn't have gotten their, their one almost nude scene. (laughs) okay now we do have to take a second to address the elephant in the room this scene in general no i don't like it they tried they tried it let me tell you it originally wasn't supposed to read as an r assault scene i'll say assault it wasn't supposed to read as an assault scene but when it went to editing the editors was like you know it looked like she getting assaulted right Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, no, that didn't, I didn't write it like that. Well, let's instead of reshooting it. They was like, well, let's just add some sex puns to just drive the point more. Why? Because niggas. Because this is what you could have did. What you could have did. And this probably would have been a little more scary. You could have just froze her in the tub. Yeah, I, that's what I thought that was about to happen. You literally because what you could have did. And I'm not trying to be disgusting. I'm just saying because this is what y'all wanted anyway. You could have froze her in the tub. 
And then if you wanted the boobs, you could have like froze it around the boobs or when they found her later, the water could have been gone and she could have just been naked in the tub. Like you didn't have to do all that. I mean, and then even if Jack is the water, which he is, you could have had him do uh, like all the bathtub scenes and horror movies, drown her under the water, like swish her right. around the tub and something like that. Then freeze her, something like that. Like we didn't have to resort to this at so all. So when they got the shot of her, like with all the snow around her, I thought she was going to freeze. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you could have just did that and left it there. That's it. Boom. If you wanted it to be a little more violent, like I said, you could have sent like some icicles through her body. I don't know. Like, can he shoot ice? Y'all need me on the team. (laughs) Jack Frost returns to the police station with the cruiser and finally confronts Sam. Agent Stone reveals himself to be a representative of the genetic research company that created the acid and reveals that the snowman is a mutated Jack Frost. He also reveals that the human soul exists as a chemical and that the acid was going to be used to contain DNA in case of a nuclear holocaust. First of all, not y'all really trying to plot for some future events because I'm telling you, hell no. Anyway, after Sam learns heat will affect Jack Frost, they attempt to they attempt to destroy him by blowing him up by releasing all these aerosol cans into the police station and firing a bullet but this does not work. Okay, look. When they were in the police station and they were talking whoopie whoopie whoop, and Sam realizes that it's Jack Frost, he looks to the bulletin board and sees that note that he was reading earlier. Didn't his wife take those? So how was that at the police station? You just got hella notes from him because you already had like four, five at home. So you just got random notes just everywhere just reminding yourself of this man. Basically, the trauma. Okay. Some people like their trauma to haunt them. Agent Manners, what was you shooting out of your gun? Because when Jack Frost was leaking through the door and it was water everywhere and you was shooting at the floor, where was the bullet shells? Because I didn't see them. It was just like the water was just popping. <laughs> like, I was trying to figure out how they did that. Like, what's going on? Um, once again, and correct me if I'm wrong. If Jack can melt and reanimate when he wants to, does he technically hurt him in the first place? No. So this now, if Jack is trolling, then my statement, we can erase all of that. If he's trolling and just melting on purpose to buy him time and make them think he's scared of heat, that's fine. I can buy that. But if he can melt, it ain't no point in using heat to defeat him because the nigga can melt and come back anyway. Like, mm, yeah, I okay. think that through. I was wondering, was I crazy or not? I'm glad you agree with me. So, like I said, they use blow dryers to drive Jack back into a furnace, which evaporates the snowman. Unfortunately, Jack condenses, killing Agent Stone and only wounding Agent Manners. Jack ends up trapping Sam and his son Ryan in the car, but the sheriff escapes by inadvertently throwing the oatmeal Ryan made him back at Jack, burning the snowman's head. His son, not wanting his father to be cold, put antifreeze in the oatmeal. Sam tells his friend, Paul Davro, to fill the bed of his truck with antifreeze and be back in five minutes. Don't fuck this up. Jack chases Sam through the halls of a church that low-key sounds like a brothel, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. 
and finally catches him driving an icicle into his chest and almost killing him. The truck full of antifreeze arrives just in time. However, Jack and Sam crash through a window and into the truck's bed. Forgetting his arm, Jack comes back for a second to attack Ryan, but Sam is quick to baptize his son, melting Jack Frost into antifreeze. And afterwards, the antifreeze is divvied up, poured back into the containers and buried deep into the ground. Anne realizes that the state police are on their way. When Paul asks Sam what they're going to do, what are they going to tell them? Sam says, we'll tell them that it's too late. However, one of the containers are shown to be bubbling underground, suggesting that Jack is basically just contained as a liquid. Basically, he, he in the shoe, y'all. He under the jail. Before we wrap the movie, I got some points. Ryan, that baby got poisoning. Because the way they was dunking him in that water, he was definitely swallowing that antifreeze. Probably so. I also want to know why he was trying to poison his parents. <laughs> I didn't want you to be cold. Child. Nobody seen this little boy pouring antifreeze in that oatmeal? None. That's and- why she told him not to eat it. And then I'm just like, why would you even let him pour it in there? Like if, and that's the thing I want to know, did she know he poured that in there or was it be just, was it be, was it just because he's a small child and small children do weird things? Like, and if any of my students personally ever made me anything, I'm not eating it. Cause I see y'all, I see what y'all be doing in class. I see what y'all do when y'all think I'm not looking at y'all. Y'all be in your nose. Y'all be eating it. Y'all be digging in all types of places. I be watching y'all little nasty butts. Y'all be licking y'all hands. Y'all be trying to bite the kick. I will go in on these kids on how nasty they are, okay? Especially the toddlers. The toddlers, them the ones, okay? Actually, no, no. Let me tell you something. The five to seven-year-olds, them really be the ones, okay? Then the other thing is, there's no way you can fill an entire trunk bed with antifreeze in five minutes. It's going to leak out. But what I'm saying is you can't fill a whole trunk bed with antifreeze in five minutes by yourself. Like, I wonder, like, what did, like, did he have, like, well, I mean, he does own a shop. So maybe if they had gallon buckets, but even these. Those were gallon but buckets. But also, okay, well, to be fair, in the town center that they was in, his shop was, like, right there. So it wasn't like he had to drive super far. But what I'm saying is he was only taking one bottle at a time. It's not like he doing, like, two bottles. Right. Or, like, anybody was helping him either. That's what I'm saying. There's no way he can fill that whole truck up in five minutes. It just logistically does not make sense. Mm -mm. Like, this whole end scene, once again, we get hella one-liners. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. Okay. I can't remember what was said, but I think one of the agents or maybe Sheriff Tiller, he was like, something oh mother nature and jack was like sorry bitch couldn't make it i don't know what he says but that line took me out but some of these lines i was just like "Mm." like something he goes made in america i'm like but that's not it i mean it's a joke now because america's a joke but you know what i'm gonna leave it alone that was jack frost (laughs) y'all yeah no no it's bad listen i'm gonna tell y'all this movie is so freaking fun i know i just shitted on it but y'all know me i can shit on movies i like this is definitely a movie if you 
are throwing a holiday party, you can have this on play in the back. Even if you had a kickback and y'all actually watch movies when you put them on, you can put this on for your friends if they with the shits and y'all can like literally play so many drinking games with this movie. It don't make no dang on sense. And you will have a good time. Like, do not take this seriously. I do got an issue that I'm gonna come across when we get to the souvenir shop. But um, yeah, what you think? I feel I fell asleep. And I oh <laughs> multiple times. Like I was, I'm, like I really had to legit rewind five times, and it was like, okay, I'm rewinding. Boom. Okay, cool. Watch about five minutes. Sleep. Next thing I know, the credits are rolling. Shit. Bruh. Rewind again. <laughs> Watch about like five minutes. Next thing I know, the credits are rolling again. Shit. Bruh. Yeah, I had to rewind so many times. It a whole mess. A whole mess. No. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame you. Like I said. This is literally a shits and giggles horror movies. And it's crazy how many of those movies that we have that are intentionally out. And then we have some of those that were meant to actually be serious. And yeah, I'm not going to go in on those. But um, let's go ahead and rate this thing. Ratings. This one got a 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 30% on Fandango. Time out real quick, because I don't know if I ever say this, say this. <laughs> I don't know if I ever said this on the show. Rotten Tomatoes. Whenever you see a score on Rotten Tomatoes. So, for example, this has a 7%. That doesn't mean like. What the critics rated it. Right. That means 7% of critics liked the movie, which is still low, but. Just for the survivors out there that be like, dang, they scored this so low. Well, technically they didn't score it. They just, it's like a cumulative effort. It's just like, you just got to get it. If you don't get it, then you just don't get it. But Johnny, go ahead. Rate well, them. I ain't get it because it should get me a 10. I, you understand the Rotten Tomatoes score, but I understand your joke there. And you gave this movie a goddamn 10. I I cannot because I really didn't hear her say that 10. It just clicked in my head that this girl gave this movie a 10. This shit was boring. Like, I tried. I tried. I really tried. <laughs> if I fall asleep that many times in one movie, no. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. I'm embarrassed by my score. Because <laughs> I sure gave this 60 tickets. I sure did. Okay. Because like I said, like my history with this, like I was not supposed to see this movie at age seven, but I did and it traumatized me. See, Came back see, to it a little bit earlier. You have history. You have yeah. nostalgia. I remember right. seeing this, but not really. Mm-hmm. But so in- coming back to watch it, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> And that's me. Like, I watched this movie and I know it's shitty, but still, I'm just like, you know, I enjoyed the shit. <laughs> Some movies, I do enjoy the shit, but this was not one of the shits that I enjoyed. <laughs> I'm ready to bounce out to this souvenir shop. Come with me so I can talk shit about these posters. Come please. with me and you'll see mm. something, 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 something. In a world of pure imagination. How Girl. dare you? How dare you? My brain is fired today. <laughs> Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop.
Okay, look, I don't have any souvenirs. I mean, if you want an icicle off the rooftop, have at it, survivors. I mean, damn, we give you everything. You can Would take you that. like a carrot. Okay, well, we can so- have carrot dildos. <gasps> oh my. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. It was just like, I don't know if it's dark because the context of the movie. Or icicle dildos. But instead of being like an icicle, it can be a crystal. Because like you can have a crystal dildo because it's the... Yeah. Just don't have it be pointy. Make it a little no, we, but I like, But I like the carrot dildo idea, but it's just like we got to figure out better marketing for it though. Like we can't use Shannon Elizabeth at all. We'll just use Frosty's face and just hope that it's like I don't know. I still it's like the idea. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Now let me get to these. Did posters. you see what I just said? You missed it. What you say? I said Face Sitters Club. <gasps> what the? F- you just you the carrots on his face. You you just been on one. If you have a carrot so, dildo, so and the carrot goes on the face. Well, you know I've actually seen one where you strap it on your face, right? And it's like right here. See? See? That's why that's what gave me the idea of the carrots. Everybody, this is for everybody, not just Alphabet Gang. You too, heteros, can use this too. Face sitters <laughs> gang. <laughs> but look, I got some beef with these posters because I didn't mention this in the beginning, but when I was little, I remember seeing this damn Jack Frost poster and I was terrified because. Look at it. Look it don't at- look. Yeah, it don't look like. Uh, well, the one on the left is him, obviously. But the original poster is the one where it's like a cross between a snowman and a skull. It honestly looks like our D one eighty logo if we had Homeboy reimagine it for Christmas. Like that's what it would look like. But little Ooh. me walking. Don't insult Scully like that. I'm sorry, Scully. I'm just saying, like, we could... Scully, well, Scully doesn't have pupils. So that's one thing. And Scully is really cute. But my bad, boo. Anyway, my little ass walking up and down Blockbuster, seeing it. Now, this was the thing. I was the type of kid that I would be scared of stuff, but I would also kind of torture myself. I will walk past the VHS box because... At the time, and I can't remember, I don't know if it was uh, Shout Factory, whoever the fuck it is, y'all know I can't never remember the name. They re-released it, but they made a new version. So when you walk past, the face would change. Hmm. Yeah, so I would keep walking past this one because it would like, the mouth would be closed and then it would open. And I would just be scaring myself. Me too, and that's why I kept doing it. But my dumb ass was scaring myself. So just imagine... Me finally seeing this movie on accident and the snowman don't look like that. I was still scared though. I don't understand what the. It don't make sense. Because that's the cover that's on Amazon. See, now sometimes I know what'll happen is. And that's why I almost watched the other one. Because the other one, the 1998 feel good movie, his face is the is the thing and it mm-hmm. looks more like the snowman on the 97 mm-hmm. movie so i almost watched it it definitely does i think what happened is this might have been a case where the poster art was made before the actual movie um whenever we get to this movie we'll talk about it again but dream warriors if you go look at the cover go look at how they drew kincaid he is a whole white man with spiky hair on the cover because he hadn't been casted yet 
But when he was casted, the cover art was already made, so they just kept it. I was like, that's not what Kincaid looked like. (laughs) But I think this was the same case. But also, if we had gotten this snowman and we didn't have that $30 million budget, this movie wouldn't have worked at all. I don't know how they would have made this movie work with this style of snowman, but... It would have been too creepy. To be funny. Yeah. Because I would be more creeped out instead of laughing because I'm like, what the hell? I, yeah, I will be this look with the one liners. Yes, it would creep me out a little bit more. I, I, uh, I don't know which look I like more because I feel like the original one that would fuck me up. But this picture, this is the one that scares me when he was standing outside like that. I didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, survivors, you guys will see the posters. You guys will know which ones we're talking about because we'll post them. But I, I just I just didn't like that. And girl, we can wrap this up. You ready for these park announcements? Yes, ma'am. Let's get it. So I see escapades. We are three for five in this thing. As always, if you want to know what we are reviewing next week, um, you can obviously wait till the end of the episode. We're gonna tell you in like two minutes. But you can hit us up on our social media. That is IG, Twitter, TikTok at D180 Podcast. If you want an exclusive, because um, on the Patreon they've been getting these episodes up to a week early. That's down at the bottom tier, starting as low as $3, and we'll get you good. Next week, I am so excited because y'all know I love me a trash movie. (laughs) Y'all know I just love some bloody, bloody trash. And we are watching Wrong Turn 4, Bloody Beginnings. As I told Johnny, she does not have had to have seen any of the other movies. You could just jump into this one because this is actually, yeah, you know what? I've already like said Like a standalone? No, it's not a standalone. Uh, Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. Technically, this is a prequel. So you right on time. Uh, we could jump right into this one. And I, if you guys have seen this movie before, you just know that this movie is one wild ride in so many ways. And just like the patrons, I, too, want to know what John Nate is going to think about this movie. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys, for this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you soon. Bye, guys.